Welcome to the Goth and the Sloth. I am your goth, Luna, and Matt is your sloth. I'm the sloth. Yeah, I'm so bad at doing the intro for this show. <laughs> it's okay. But here we are. Um, we're a podcast. We are two friends, basically living a country apart. <clears throat> and we decided to do a podcast to stay connected and enjoy the things, celebrate the things that we enjoy. This season we're doing werewolf movies yeah (laughs) there's like such a thin line between that being like 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 the like the (laughs) and like werewolf fan i don't know um obviously my voice sucks right now (laughs) i don't know what i happened like i i was singing a song for fun, which I've done many times in my life, but I think I like damaged my vocal cords. And then I was working at the bar like three days in a row after that. And it like, like two weeks ago, I think I had like no voice. Like I had a mm-hmm. meeting and the person running the meeting was like, let's just have you not talk. Because oh, no. it was just like <laughs> squeaks and stuff and he was like i feel bad asking you any questions just let send me an email (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm sure you know but like any muscle you can sprain your vocal cords and you might you might have done that without stretching them prior and then yeah the only fix is to not talk for like a week which isn't really life yeah (laughs) Uh, maybe in covid but now that i talking to humans for work yep boo um (laughs) anyway how are you doing uh you know hanging in there just had a uh, show last night and you know sobering up from that a bit still (laughs) (laughs) that is fair um so yeah like uh, let's just go into personal news do you have anything else going on with your in your world uh, yeah, well, before uh, my personal news, make sure everyone uh, follows the Goth and Sloth on uh, Twitter and Instagram, Goth and Sloth, and you can also email us at gothandsloth at gmail.com. Just get that yeah. at the beginning here. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is why you're so much better at the intro. That's, that's cool. That's okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, personal news, the band released a, a new song uh, and a new video since our last recording. So two things to check out, Leonardo, LeonardoLeonardoBand.com. You can find all that fun stuff. But uh, yeah, we uh, just did our cover of Song 2 uh, using uh, super deep low guitars. It was a lot of fun. Yay. And Very cool. Yeah. yeah, what's going on with you? Uh, well, it's my birthday tomorrow. Yay! Yay. Birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, it's, uh, well, I guess if you're listening to this on Tuesday, it's yesterday. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's my birthday weekend. Uh, I don't really know. It's been a little bit of a whirlwind. Like, yesterday was great. I taught some classes, did some aerial training, ate a fancy margarita, and then drank other margaritas <laughs> several more margaritas <laughs> and uh today i i like the horizontal position <laughs> i am only not horizontal to record this right now 
Um, but yeah, it's been fun. Uh, it's cool, like having a birthday not in COVID. That's kind of neat. Yeah. What's that like? So. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I'm newer to this area, so I'm just starting to feel a little bit more like comfortable knowing where I am and where I'm going. I live much closer to everything now, so. Uh, that's kind of nice to be able to just order whatever I want or go get whatever I want. Mm -hmm. It's all kind of within reach, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I will, I will have a whole, whole last birthday tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And yours is coming up. Yep. It will be, uh, next Monday. We're literally seven days apart. We are. Seven days. Yeah. So we will, (laughs) well, yeah. Um, yeah, we will be recording. Maybe we'll be recording. Possibly on my birthday, yeah. Maybe. Or, I don't want to the... record on your birthday if you don't want to, but... <laughs> we uh, we have a weird recording schedule, so... <laughs> we, yeah, it we never will... goes according to plan. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out when we're recording, like, when we record. <laughs> yes, that is true. But that is also how I do my life, and yeah. I'm sure it drives you crazy, but that's just... <laughs> You decided to do a podcast with me, so here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so like, um, that's basically it in my personal news. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm like, I wish we could do like some sort of like birthday event, but maybe that's in the future years of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Where we like have like a Gotham Soth birthday, I don't know, something. Yeah, we can fun. figure something out. But yeah, this year is just not a good travel year for anyone involved. No. Money wise and COVID wise and airline wise, like uh, there's so many yeah. reasons not to travel right now. So. Yeah. Soon. But we'll stay tuned for maybe future stuff. Yeah. Just everybody celebrate July. July is the best. July is the best month. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, for today's episode, we're going to be talking about the movie Dog Soldiers. Um, And Dog Soldiers is a British werewolf action film uh, written and directed by Neil Marshall. The film starts with Cooper, uh, a British soldier, Completing a training exercise, apparently for the Special Air Service, yeah. SAS. <clears throat> and uh, Captain Ryan, uh, and overseer of this training event, demands that Cooper shoot a dog. Um, and Cooper refuses, so he fails the exercise. And Captain Ryan shoots the dog anyway. And Cooper is sent home. So I think that's probably the easiest way to be like, hey, viewer, this is the villain. Yeah. This is the bad guy. Uh, yeah, hey. not. Yeah, and on the website, does the dog survive? That that one d- does not. What? There's a website called Does the Dog Survive, and it lets you know if dogs die in movies. Oh, and... I thought you meant the actual dog. Oh no 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 no! They, I was it... about to stop recording and boycott boycott this film. <laughs> No, uh, that they didn't actually, and yeah, for viewership, it, they actually don't show the dog getting shot. No, they don't. But the dog does die. Yeah. And it's, it's stupid. 
That's like the second movie in a row. Like, I don't know if you ended up watching Wolf, even though you didn't record that episode. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's another, like, hopefully this doesn't continue. This is the second movie in a row where a dog gets injured or hurt or, you know, killed in a movie. Well, that's some bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I get it. As long as the actual dog still lives, that's what I care about. But goddamn. Yeah, Wolf, uh, Wolf a car, or... Uh, yeah, uh, Jack Nicholson hit a wolf with his car, but it looks stupid fake. Like, you obviously know it's like it's stuffed. It's like, boink. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, two in a row. Stop killing the dogs. Uh, right? Anyways. Uh, so, a few weeks later, Cooper and an army unit, or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. uh, is dropped into the Scottish woods to complete a training mission against an SAS unit. Unbeknownst to Cooper, the leader of that SAS unit is dog killer Captain Ryan. Um, in the middle of the night, a maimed cow falls from the sky, and the unit gets freaked out. Which, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it seems fair. I, I can relate. Um, and uh, so, as they're running, they come across a, the maimed body of the SAS Captain Ryan, who is the only survivor of a mysterious attack. Spoiler, it was werewolves. Yep. Uh, while fleeing, Sergeant Wells of Cooper's unit is attacked but also survives. They eventually find a woman, Megan, who is a zoologist and is willing to help find sh- find them shelter. And she brings them to an isolated house that is suspiciously empty. Mm-hmm. Also suspiciously British. But then I was like, oh, I guess that's not very suspicious. Like, uh, when I was looking at the interior, I was like, oh, my God, it looks like my grandmother's house. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while fleeing, uh, sorry, E-e-e. okay, so while in the house, um, they set up for a battle against these attackers uh, and tend to the wounded. Captain Ryan admits that his mission was to capture a live werewolf, and Cooper's unit was bait because he is an asshole. Yep. Um, and as tensions escalate, Captain Ryan transforms into a werewolf from his wounds and just yeets himself away. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like classic, like just run out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the, the group, uh, tries to like blow up a shed where they think the werewolves are hiding, but their efforts are pointless because the zoologist, zoologist Megan reveals that she is indeed a werewolf. And as she unlocked the door for her pack to enter the house, uh, full blown fighting happens. And as Sergeant Wells is transforming, he cuts a gas line to the stove and blows up the whole damn house. Of course, it's not over. <laughs> um, Werewolf Captain Ryan, asshole, uh, is alive and appears under the house where Cooper is hiding from the explosion. And uh, they have this crazy battle among the remains of earlier victims of the werewolves. Um and this ends up being a callback to the very beginning scene of the movie where a couple is eaten by a werewolf mm-hmm. uh, after one of them is gifted with a silver letter opener. Yeah. So at the end of the film, Cooper finds the letter opener. There's a stabby stabby and then credits. So, yeah. 
Ta-da. Ta-da. That's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what were your like first impressions of the film before I get into some discussion notes? Sure. Uh, so one of the first things that stuck out to me, a couple things. Uh, one was, um, I don't know which one came out first, but this is almost the exact same plot as the remake of The Hills Have Eyes 2, where uh, there's a military team. They're out on you know, drills or doing that. And then they get pulled into this whole thing with Killy Mon- monster bits. Uh, <laughs> except instead huh. of uh, werewolves I, and Hills have eyes, it's mutants. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think I ever watched the Hills have eyes too. I've watched the original and the remake. Yeah. But I don't think I ever watched the sequel. Huh? Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if it's recommended or not. I couldn't tell you. It's uh if you like the uh, the remake you might like to. Anyways, but it's the same general <laughs> plot of like, you know, they weren't really ready and then they had to like so the even though they're military trained, they didn't have weapons and you know, these guys later had to find more weapons and that stuff. The other part uh, that I also noticed relating to other horror movies is I got huge Friday the 13th vibes from a lot of this. Uh, oh, yeah. Specifically the intro, because it's two people having sex in a tent and they get murdered. And yeah. like that's right, that's Jason's bag, man. The werewolves are stepping on <laughs> stepping on his job. <laughs> but uh, Hey, they're not at Camp Crystal Lake. It's true. They're, you know, he can't cover the this entire the world. This is the Scottish camp. <laughs> And the Scottish camp has werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like the way, a lot of ways that it was shot and things, it was very like Friday the Thirteenth, like the eighties ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that that lends to like it just being this like good, fun action film. Yeah, because those Friday the Thirteenth movies were just fun action slashers. Yep, and uh, and so it's like this movie. If you're looking for like a satisfying let's fuck up some werewolves like with military kind of language and military style fighting then this is the movie for you yeah <laughs> um and it, i mean it does feel a bit like a sci-fi channel movie like mm-hmm. made for tv movie but that's kind of because it is yeah <laughs> so you know i can't really be mad about that like that that is what this movie is. It's not trying to be anything other than a fun werewolf action movie. Yeah. Yeah. I put in my notes specifically like this looks very cheap. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I like, and as like on that, it kind of works though, because oh, yeah. it's like this classic military blow shit up tone of the film. Mm-hmm. It looks really gritty and dark. Um, like kind of like it just everything feels like dirty yep and like like a war movie and the explosions are like bright loud and satisfying mm-hmm. so then you have like this contrast that makes the werewolf slaying feel just way more satisfying i don't know how to explain it better than that <laughs> Um, yeah, no, and it's I, uh, like a. I'm never gonna be mad when like someone blows up a house to fight a pack of werewolves. True. Like, I am 
I grew up with gas stoves. I know how to use them. I think they're great, but they are also terrifying <laughs> for this very reason. And, you know, maybe if I had a glass stove or a gas stove, I would feel more like I would feel more inclined to fight off intruders by blowing up my house. <laughs> Well, even before they blew up the house, man, they wrecked that house all the way through. Like, it was constantly, like, ripping down a wall or smashing up the bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. That that house was fucked. The Property Brothers would not be able to save that house, I don't think. I don't know. Property <laughs> Brothers are pretty talented. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, another thing I really liked about the movie was uh, the idea of the werewolf pack or family yeah we haven't seen that yet on the show yeah i really like that idea of like we're all working together towards the same goal and it's not necessarily evil they're just trying to survive it doesn't seem like they've put themselves anywhere like close to civilization they're in this isolated house in the Mm -hmm. woods and if there are several werewolves, then they probably need to eat. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe they are evil. Who knows? But it, to me, it just feels like a pack of a family trying to survive in a world that doesn't uh, have room for them. Yeah. Because humanity is not going to stand by while, like, some monster kills their you know, kids. Yeah. No, that's like, that's the vibe I got off of this. I don't know if they meant that, but I think like in this one, the werewolf is like a metaphor for uh, like insurgents. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't, they, I guess, no, I guess England was in Iraq too for a bit. Um, but yeah, cause like they were by themselves. They were totally alone. It wasn't until the military had to shove their nose in it. Like they were living their mm-hmm. quiet life. And, like, even the soldiers were just, like, thrown into this because some head military guy decided we're going to capture a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And even when they try to humanize them, then they go, well, we can blow up the garage and kill them all. And, like, the idea of even humanizing them anymore, like, goes right out the window again. Yeah. And, like, that's yeah. the military thinking. But I thought that was really interesting that, yeah, this is, like, a metaphor uh, for insurgents and, you know, people that get caught in you know just the regular people that get caught in global conflicts yeah and i i also felt i thought of it um sort of as like uh like a metaphor for um immigration as well yeah like just especially with the age 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 old conflict between scottish uh scotland and england Mm -hmm. it's like okay who are you going to paint as the monsters if you are the British military? Yeah. Are you really, like, like you were saying, like, are they really all that unhuman? Yeah. I mean, in this case, they are fucking werewolves <laughs> and they are eating people. <laughs> but I just thought it was an interesting, like, us-them scenario. It definitely was, yeah. Um, And then, like, the one other thing I, I really enjoyed about this film was... uh the the dog close-ups of the border collie yeah like they just kept on like giving like humanizing this dog with these like really tight 
shots of the dog's eyes, Mm -hmm. which are like warm brown and like just watching. And it just seems like they, they make it feel like the dog understands more of what's going on. Like he's watching his owner manipulate these men and he and the dog is kind of observing how this is all going down um so i really liked that it didn't end up like being anything in the film which i mean there are a couple checkoff guns in this film yeah like (laughs) but the but the the shots of the dog were just shots of the dog and i i liked those i liked this like human-esque dog just being like these dudes are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he kind of helps save the day at the end. Cause in my notes got the puppy saves the day. Cause he, uh, when the guy's still reaching for the knife or he's still looking for something to get that silver letter open or whatever, the dog attacks the werewolf. So it's yeah, like, yay, yeah. the puppy saves the day. <laughs> yeah. It's like the dog is like, yeah, my owners suck, dude. Yeah. And then, although that was captain Ryan, but still, <laughs> Like, these werewolves suck. Yeah. <laughs> Here, stabby stab with the silver. And we can be friends forever. <laughs> but then the dog is a werewolf, too. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, that was the one, uh, my one major issue with the film was like, why is Megan doing this? Yeah. Like, she waited so long to be like no actually i'm a werewolf and i let everybody into the house like you could have done that like i mean at the 30 minute point of the movie like why are we still here (laughs) this long into it like having all of these like oh let's take pictures of the werewolves to you know with the flash yeah disorienting them and i was like like if she was a werewolf the whole time like um nom like what 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 are you waiting for? What were we for? waiting for? I I got the feeling that she was reluctant. She didn't really want to feed them to their fa- to the family. Uh, then but don't then take she, them there. F- yeah, I don't, yeah <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. I got the I got the feeling she was re- reluctant to to feed them, and then realized like, nah, this is just gonna happen now, like. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I hear you, and that may be exactly like what was supposed to be read. Uh, but my read is that she either like had a lapse in personality and or judgment to mm-hmm. just be like, well, maybe they won't eat them, but I'm still going to take them to the put them in the dog bowl. Like, yeah, what? Like this? It just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. But. And it again, it's a fun action werewolf yeah. movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if it doesn't always make sense. Um, I generally enjoyed the film. Yeah, like it's it's absolutely. a fun film to watch. Yeah. Um, In- it's not really gonna do much more than that for me, and that's okay. Yeah. Now this one, um, and it's also in my notes, is uh, this is the most blood we've had on this show so far in the movies we've watched. There is so much blood and gore in this movie. It's and true, it's yeah. A lot of uh, sausages in fake blood, uh, you know, being guts. Lots of it. <laughs> yep. And like, uh, what was, um, 
was the character spoon like when they find his remains it's just like soup yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> like human soup yeah it was definitely gory yeah like in the um, early part the dude gets his stomach lacerated and his guts are falling yeah. out and they're like put them back in you can't just put guts back in like put it all back in <laughs> no once they come out like that's it i don't think they can go back in <laughs> yeah that definitely yeah but it all again like it was it's definitely like a dark humor yeah throughout the film um and doesn't the dog isn't the dog kind of like om nom yeah he starts eating the guy's guts guts. yeah he's having tug of war with the guy's guts at one point (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) yeah so it, it was definitely bloody but not necessarily in like a like a disgusting way, but maybe I'm not the person to judge what that would be. Yeah. <laughs> We're both pretty <laughs> desensitized. <laughs> yeah. I can't really tell you like what. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily make my stomach churn, no. but maybe somebody out there. No, I always just like look at it as like, Oh, that's cool. Or like, that looks really bad. Like that's obviously sausage casings that you just covered up. Well, <laughs> I mean, you got, do you have money for not sausage casings? It's true. I don't know how much fake guts <laughs> run these days. So, yeah, it could be really You know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I um, I, I acknowledge that it's a cheaper film. Yeah, oh, yeah. But that's, yeah, that's the charm I think you mentioned before. Like, it, that's part yeah. of the charm of this movie is that it's not only a send-up of 80s horror movies, not a send-up, but like an homage in a sense to 80s horror movies, like the cheap mm. uh, slashers, but also the 80s action movies where they're just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. guns and explosions. And that's you can tell that's where the budget went and everything else right. is like subsequent. Um, but yeah, I think that leads to some of the charm. Um, one part, I'll, kind of speaking of that, that, it did settle down when it got in more into the movie, but th- at the beginning uh, and like the very before any of the werewolf stuff, if they kept cutting as much as they were cutting and moving the camera, I was going to lose my shit. It was like really? constant like cuts. And then the camera was constantly like a handheld, like moving around way too much. Oh, I th- That's so funny that you, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, stop cutting. Let a scene play. Out. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Someone take that I, I away. Feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's very much like what war movies used to be. It's like a lot of cuts and a lot of shaky cam to like make it feel like yeah. rough and tumble and you're out there and all this stuff's happening. Bah, 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 like, um, <laughs> and it could. And then like it kind of chills out when it's less of in the action realm. Yeah. Of course, now in like. 2019 or whatever the uh when 1917 came out like it's the opposite now it's like the longest, longest cut we've yeah. ever seen <laughs> but yeah and that because oh, good. they had the budget to do that too like they yeah. had the budget to make this really long beautiful scene happen um but yeah i feel like that's a, that's just a old military film gimmick that could be what they're going for but yeah i would like do single shots of each person talking and would cut to each person instead of like doing a wide shot where you can just see everyone talking. And it was just like, have you been watching too many Wes Anderson films? <laughs> no, definitely not. Cause I hate him. <laughs> oh no. 
I'm like, oh, maybe you're just accustomed to like really wide shots. <laughs> it was just, uh, it but was yeah, just a no, lot. But then, yeah, it settled down, so it, it was fine. But I was like, stop moving the camera, please. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I just took it as like, oh, they're in the field. Yeah. Like everybody's kind of like, kind of snap. Like you get the idea, the concept or idea that like everybody's like snapping their heads mm-hmm. to each thing, you know. But I hear you. I'm sorry you almost lost your shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they also had some really cool shots. Like when the twist did finally happen, I thought that was a really awesome shot of like the ominous werewolves popping up behind her um, with the Ooh, glow of yeah. the moon behind it. It's like that was a really <laughs> great shot. Like they set that one up so good. Oh, yeah. And I mean, let's talk about it. Like the look of the werewolves in this film. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. I think they look great. Tall boy werewolves. Tall boy werewolves. <laughs> and, like, whatever sort of thing they were wearing, like, what they, like, stilts they were on yeah. or platform shoes, whatever that was, they looked great. Um, I was joking as I was with myself as, as I was watching it, they're like, why are all of these werewolves just forearms? Yeah. Because for like most of the film, it's just forearms yeah. like sticking in windows <laughs> and doors and shit. And I was like, okay, we got big ass werewolf forearms going on. That's cool. But like, where's the rest of it? And then you finally see yeah, the werewolves and you're like, oh yeah. And they like ominously, like w- they walk so slowly and like, yeah, I just oh, I yeah. think they're great. They tower over you. I remember one was holding onto the ceiling, mm-hmm. which I was like, "Oh, are you losing your balance on your stilts?" <laughs> <laughs> but like, it still looks ominous when a big ass. Yeah, they're like, super tall, and yeah, they're all limbs. They got massive legs and massive arms, and mm-hmm. super foreboding. And yeah, it was a great look. Yeah, and all of them looked, like, a little different. Yeah. Like, they didn't all look like carbon copies of each other. Um, I really, yeah, I enjoyed that look. And, again, it helped that this film was, like, you know, on the cheaper end. Mm-hmm. So they kept everything really dark, which made it look really good, including the snapshots of the pictures that they show at the end. Oh, yeah. Where they're all black and white. Ugh like such awesome shots because you don't like you don't want high definition all the time no (laughs) it's way scarier if it's like kind of you know gritty and dark and Mm -hmm. i think it i think it looks great yeah and it lets your mind fill in some of the blanks instead of everything spelled out for you you know right and yeah and you can only do it the other way if you have crazy budget exactly of water money yeah so like this was perfect these costumes look great the the um the actors like the physical actors performers Mm -hmm. looked awesome i really like it yeah uh so a couple uh minor nitpicks i got on this Um, oh we haven't already covered this (laughs) once again and this is kind of early in the movie they uh explain away i think it was the cow that it was just another escaped lunatic like in uh (laughs) american werewolf in london like what is with british (laughs) werewolves or british people in general like no it's just an escaped lunatic again like again does that just happen there (laughs) i don't know maybe 
maybe that's just like the most like what most chaos is in the in the UK is escaped lunatics. Escaped lunatics. Someone ate all the fruit off my tree. Oh, that was an escaped, escaped lun- lunatic. <laughs> Uh, someone won't vote for Scottish independence. It was all escaped lunatics. <laughs> yep. yep. Escaped lunatics here, escaped lunatics there. <laughs> uh, let's see what else I got. Um, they all sucked at aiming their guns. <laughs> oh my god! Like they would just like spray and pray, basically. Like no one was aiming. You just they're just going back and forth. I guess probably just you know actors not really knowing how to gun not that i'm like an expert or anything but they were definitely just like dude just hold forward and like stop going left and right (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing i maybe they're just like training to work on the fucking uh on the death star yeah they're just like maybe this is what's going to lead me to my 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 prized role as fucking I don't know stormtrooper number <laughs> three two five B <laughs> over there like can't shoot anything to save his life. <laughs> yeah, one last one is so there's as you mentioned it's like arms and stuff kept reaching in, and there's one point they like stop a werewolf from opening the door, and they kind of like close the door. And a dude puts the chain lock on it. <laughs> and I don't know if it's meant as a joke or what, but I was like, we all know the chain lock doesn't do anything. You just kick that thing open. Like, yeah. I will say that, like, I you see that a lot in, like, these sorts of movies, these horror movies where there's some sort of intruder coming. Especially if it's a, a um, like, supernatural intruder. Mm-hmm. So you have the the like werewolves or zombies or whatever and you know that shit is not gonna hold but they do it anyway i think that's like out of desperation i will defend that (laughs) that like if i were running from zombies i'd be like maybe i just get the weakest zombie (laughs) maybe maybe it won't be able to open the door i don't know maybe it'll buy me just enough time to like eat a muffin before I die, <laughs> but yeah, I I hear what you're saying. I I just think that like sometimes like that seems realistic to me because I'd be throwing everything in front of that door, guitars, plants. Well, see, I get some of that to jam it up, but just at putting the chain lock on. <laughs> like, come on, that's <laughs> that doesn't actually work. And also like. That like Captain Ryan's werewolf literally jumped through a boarded window. Yeah, <laughs> like you're not stopping him. So like, why didn't they just jump through the windows? Eh, it's fine. <laughs> and then uh, not a complaint, but I always like to point out actors that are in other things. So the bad, uh, the bad guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, Captain Ryan. Yeah, that's Davos from Game of Thrones. That was fun. Yeah. So wait, that Captain Ryan was Davos. Um, hold on, I might have to IMDb this real quick. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that was him. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, that's him. Yep, Captain Ryan, Liam Cunningham. Wow, Captain Ryan. 
I knew I knew that name, but he does. I mean, he's so young. I guess. Yes. Yeah, is... Well, not really. They were. Uh, Game of Thrones is probably ten oh. years after this, so you know. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know what time is. <laughs> so this came out in uh, I, 02. I get so lost. And Game of Thrones started probably 20. Wow, that's so cool. But yeah, I was like, I know that guy. I really know that guy. And I didn't do my whole thing that I did. Well, the other, uh, the other interesting um, like casting thing is... Uh, Sergeant Wells, who is like the leader of Cooper's unit, mm-hmm. like the good guys, uh, who ends up, you know, blowing up the house because he's turning into a werewolf. Um, he is Sean Pertwee, who is the son of uh, the doctor, who's the sixth doctor, I want to say, in Doctor okay. Who. Uh, his John Pertwee was his father. And yeah, he was the doctor in a pretty prolific, you know, sci-fi, British sci-fi show. Yeah. If you don't know what Doctor Who is, I can't help you. <laughs> it's a, it's that show that's about the guy who, you know, flies around inside a phone booth and he doctors with people, right? That's the best explanation. I <laughs> know. Great. We're going to say that that's like, <laughs> yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. Good job. Uh, another awesome thing, um, it, w- it wasn't long, but I enjoyed it, is werewolves with guns. <laughs> they did steal the guns for a little bit, and I was like, oh, werewolves with guns. It's a new horror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Um, they boot. Yeah, that was pretty They cool. booped them in the snoot at one point, and that was hilarious. Yes, there was a snoot boop. <laughs> Snoot boop. That was pretty fantastic. There were, I mean, there were so many fun yeah. moments in this film. Yeah. And like terrible one-liners, but those were also fun. Exactly. Like, yeah, that was the point. Yeah, they're they're supposed to be bad. So yeah, my little nitpicks aside, yeah, it was overall over fun. Um, so let's let's talk about the transformation. I don't know if we got like a full. We did get a full on one finally. It took a while. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, would ha- you call it a full transformation, though? Uh, it's the closest that we got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so if we were going to rank the transformation in this one, um, where where would you put this one? I mean, I would put this, like, middle of the road, like, a three. Like, yeah. you got the eyes, you got the teeth, you got the... The acting, which I think was really great, the Sean Pertwee, the Sergeant Wells one mm-hmm. transformation, like that, it it like felt so real because he was so sloppy. Like yeah. he was like, r- like your friend that is like blackout drunk but has a mission mm-hmm. that they want to do and you don't know what it is. That's what this guy was doing, like falling all over himself screaming freaking out and i was like oh yeah that feels real that feels like it would ha- <laughs> like like if you were turning into something that you were trying to fight and you didn't want to turn into that mm-hmm. like I feel, I feel like that's pretty legit but yeah i didn't necessarily feel like i got a full transformation at any point yeah but what we got i think was very like 
middle of the road. Yeah, I would say, yeah, it wasn't as bad. Again, you didn't watch Wolf, but Wolf, I think, is the worst one so far. So this is better than the Wolf transformation. I'm but... still planning on watching it. I have it. I just didn't because I like to watch it pretty su- pretty close to when I record. So it's yeah. all fresh. So, um, so it's better than Wolf, but it's not American and Werewolf. And it wasn't as hard of a try as Wolf Man. So, yeah, it was just sort of yeah average. i mean I, like but compared to the wolfman i feel like they did what they could with what they had mm-hmm. like the wolfman was willing to do the like superimposed film fade in fade out thing yeah um that wouldn't have fit in this film right like, that would not have fit the the theme the pacing um the tone of the film so Given what they had, they needed, I think, to have a bit more of a violent, action-y transformation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what we got, was the best they could do while staying in character of the film. Yeah. And staying within, obviously, their limited budget, too. Yes. We, yes. Weren't, we weren't going to get an American werewolf in London <laughs> transformation. Oh, no. And we're not going to get, a, a, you know, that was a an amazing transformation for a reason Mm -hmm. like that was above and beyond for its time so yeah very cool um that's about all i have for the film did you have any other notes no that's that's about it so uh you want to hear about uh sequels for this yeah let's talk about it so um as of two uh 2004 uh, producer David E. Allen said they are working on Dog Soldiers Fresh Meat. And Ooh. it was supposed to start filming um, with a $5.5 million budget. And it was going to uh, revolve around um, Cooper being picked up by an American team who we find out were the real uh, opponents for the war games that they were uh, supposed to be going against. Oh. Um, and he later elaborated that in the first film, the family who were the werewolves in this one, the actual team of werewolves who, who are the true military men. So even though they're werewolves, they act like military, a military trained unit. Wow. Um, but that's kind of got shelved for a bit. Um, in 2006, it kind of came back up again a few years later, um, and they talked about how they're going to have the werewolves enjoy being werewolves and being like hey. the ultimate killing machines. Um, but then, uh, web like all sources from any of that kind of disappeared from the web in 2008. So. Dang. <laughs> so then it popped up again in 2011 with a web-inspired series called Dog Soldiers Legacy, which have, would have followed the family of werewolves mm-hmm. um, and going kind of more in-depth of the entire family of werewolves. But uh, again, that just sort of disappeared. Dang. <laughs> then in 2014, an early poster for the original sequel, The Dog Soldiers Fresh Meat, uh, released online. And they're in the planning stages of doing it. Um, But uh, in the audio commentary for the re-release Blu-ray of Dog Soldiers, 
Uh, the director said they had no plans for the sequel, and there's probably going to amount to nothing at the moment. So, oh, wow. so they floated some ideas for probably over 10 years at this point, and kind of nothing's really settled. Dang. Yeah. It would be really cool to get a sequel, like for sure. Oh, yeah. I think they can do a lot with it, but I, I don't know when it's this long ago because this is 2002, so it's almost 20 Jesus, 20 years old at this point. God damn. Like you got you got to almost change it because it can't be a direct sequel where it like picks up right after the end of it because it can still be in the universe. Though. It can be in the universe. Yeah, they can change it up and add some stuff. Um, yeah, you know. But yeah, the initial plan of it following Cooper at the end of it wouldn't work anymore because that guy would be 20 years older and not look right. like it. Yeah, it's like Cooper's son or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. So we'll see what happens with that. But as of right now, no planned sequels or, you know, some stuff floating around, but nothing's set in stone. Right. So, yeah. Well, I guess if you like this movie, watch it over and over. There if you, you can go. find it. Yeah. Because it's very difficult <laughs> to find right now. Yeah, so, they did the re-release Blu-ray, um, if you can find that. But yes, yeah, it's it's been scrubbed off streaming there recently. Were six, there were six copies on Amazon left, um, and that was the only only like place we could find them still selling the re-release Blu-ray. Um, and, and my partner bought one of those so, so now there's only five there are five <laughs> um so yeah it's it's crazy how it just like disappeared overnight yeah but uh yeah i enjoyed so, uh, it and, yeah excellent excellent oh my voice is so dumb right now um <laughs> so uh let's kind of move on to our section that we still don't have a name for <laughs> yeah uh what we are watching um and so i will start all right go for it because i am obsessed with a new show okay uh it's star trek's lower decks it's not that new but it's new to me <laughs> i binged all of it and i've watched the whole season two additional times since then <laughs> <laughs> I just love it so much. I like didn't think I thought it would be like kind of like like a like a cartoon version of the Orville or something. Yeah. Like, I just like was not very excited about this at all. And then I watched the pilot and I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I love it. And it's um, it's like the uh, it's the same like producers and makers of like um solar opposites okay so it's like not it's it's not the orville okay it's way better (laughs) (laughs) so good and like the the humor works it's it's a good show like i just really enjoy it and like um one one of the main characters is voiced by tawny newsom who is uh one of the hosts of Yo, is this racist? Which is is a comedy podcast I listen to. I've been listening to for a while, so it's so fun to like hear her working because like she's <laughs> an actress. That's what she does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so fun to like hear her voice and a character, and yeah, I love it. 
I I love the main character. I love the main cast. It's it's a really fun Star Trek show. If you like Star Trek and you like laughing, I feel like <laughs> that show is for you. Well, I was on the same uh, boat as you where I wasn't so sure about it, so maybe I will check it out. I have not started that one yet. Yeah, I really like it. I ended up buying it so I could watch it over and over. <laughs> But yeah, what are you watching lately? Oh, all sorts of things. So uh, just this Friday, I went and saw Black Widow, mm-hmm. and that was pretty good. Good. Um, I enjoyed that. I won't give away too many spoilers. Um, been watching all the Loki. I love Loki. Um, oh, yeah. I need to catch up. Everybody got so excited. Yeah. So then I, I won't say much about that. I'll just say I've been enjoying it. Good, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, one thing I, I want to talk to you about, because I don't think we've had a chance to talk about it yet, but the trailer for Halloween Kills came out. Oh, I saw it. And it's going to be a remake of your favorite Halloween movie, Season of the Witch. Of my, no, no. <laughs> no, it is not. Math, Matthew is lying to you, listeners. <laughs> it is not. I Okay, look. I have a very strong stance on Halloween 3 in that it should not be called Halloween 3. It should be called The Season of the Witch, and it would be its own little movie. And if if that were the case, I would like the film. (laughs) Unfortunately, they decided to call it Halloween, and there was no Michael Myers in it, and it makes me want to scream. (laughs) So, because I would like... I I was like, oh my god, I love this franchise. This is so great. Michael Myers is awesome. Yeah, let's watch the second one. Oh shit, that was awesome. Let's watch the third one. What? What the fuck? I mean, he's in it because there's that one spot where they're watching TV and they're watching Halloween. One. (laughs) That doesn't even count. It's a hollow one. It's like a ghost of one. (laughs) It's so frustrating to me. It's just... I cannot explain to you the level of disappointment I felt when I sat down and watched that movie and there was no Michael Myers in it. That said, the movie is good. The movie itself is good. I just, it pisses me off irrationally, clearly, (laughs) uh, that it is is called Halloween. But... that but yes, there was a callback to Halloween three. Yeah, they have all the, um, the masks from Halloween three in Halloween which Kills. I I have to admit, this might surprise you. That excited me. Okay. I don't know why, because you know how I feel right. <laughs> about all of that. But when I saw those masks, I was like, Oh shit. I don't know what that is. I don't know what psycho- like psychological <laughs> thing is happening just, uh, inside of me. Just right a now. little bit of fan service. You're like, oh, I get that reference, and you get excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something. But I saw that, and I was like, ooh. But yeah, so this will be the uh, fourth Halloween three. <laughs> so that's fun. Oh god. Yes. <laughs> because the Halloween timeline is so easy to understand. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. But uh, but that looks really. I'm very excited for that one, and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I saw that callback. It's like, oh, look, Luna's your favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i really excited about that film. I'm just ever so slightly nervous mm-hmm. uh, just because that trailer showed a lot. And I'm worried that we just saw the movie. 
Possibly. Which is why I, I stopped watching trailers, but I got talked into watching this one. And uh yeah, I'm just I'm just a little nervous that there's no there's nothing no surprise in store for us, but either way it will be fun. Yeah. Oh, and I also uh went and saw F nine. Yeah, uh, Fast and Furious. Because I uh, watched them all this year, if you recall. <laughs> I do. Um, Charlize was awesome in it, but she's awesome in everything she's in. I was going to say, I don't think she can do any wrong by you. Um, But it didn't have The Rock, and I think The Rock is what... is he's All the ones I enjoy of those movies all have The Rock, and without The Rock... It's just, just without the rock. It's just hollow. No fast. Yeah. There is no furious. <laughs> there is only. There's and. <laughs> there's only Vin Diesel, and I'm sorry, Vin Diesel can't carry a movie. He might be very what? strong and tough, but he can't carry what do you a movie. Mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But you know, it 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 had its big stupid fun, and uh, they had magnet cars, and they had space cars, and. <laughs> It's uh, oh boy, and one of the characters might be realizing he's in a movie, which I'm curious to see if they actually build into that. What the fuck? Yeah, there's uh, you don't care about spoilers for F9, so of course not. Uh, Roman, who, if if you're a listener that does care, I don't know. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I'm not gonna spoil too much, but uh, Tyrese, uh, who plays Roman throughout mm. the movie, is like we're indestructible. You realize this? Like we've gone through all these crazy stuff. And I was like, is he like waking up in the matrix? Like, is he realizing like <laughs> I'm in a movie? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, they have truly run out of interesting things in my opinion. So yeah, they're just throwing everything at it. So yeah, not, it's not as good. Well, nothing will ever beat fast five, but uh, you know, it was a solid effort. Oh, well, I am happy for you. <laughs> and then, oh, oh, and one more. I know I'm taking up uh-huh. so much time on this part, but still on my Brad Pitt watch through, and I watched California. Ever heard of this movie? I don't think so. So it's 1994. Yeah. David Duchovny, like either right at the beginning of X Files or almost possibly pre X Files, not sure when X Files started, uh-huh. but super young David Duchovny. Brad Pitt and, um,. Juliet Lewis and um, basically uh, David Duchovny's character is playing this writer who's visiting all these uh, spots where serial killers are like they killed or where they lived and he's like doing a uh-huh. tour gonna write a book about it and he can't quite afford to do the trip so he hired you know he does an uh, the old style thing that you don't do anymore where you put up a flyer to say like, Hey, you want to go across country with me and pay oh, for some yeah. of the money and you, you get some strangers yeah. to do it. And, uh, yeah, it turns out, uh, Brad Pitt's a serial killer in that. And Whoa, yeah, interesting. it was very, like, it wasn't as like, mm, it wasn't as seven as I thought it would be. Like, That'd be like very gritty and like more psychological, but it was very interesting Uh, to have Brad Pitt as a serial killer. And 
Yeah, I'd say that's worth checking out if you can find it. It was another one I had to look around a bit to find. But yeah, Yeah. California, but spell it with a K. Uh, Oh, fancy. (laughs) Highly suggested. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's great. Um, Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'll definitely have to have to figure figure out a way to watch that. So, yeah, that's uh, basically all I've been watching. So let's uh, wrap this guy up. Where can people find you if they want? Or should we do the preview of the next? I've got the order of this. Oh, uh, we can we can wrap it up and then have the preview. That will do it that way. All right. All right. <laughs> so, so you can find me at L-U-N-A underscore M-I-N-U-I-T uh, on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> where can they find you? <laughs> I'm wizard underscore Matt on Twitter and uh, Instagram. I'm wizard cosplay. And on TikTok, I'm pharaoh underscore wizard. Uh, I'm really good at branding, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> My band is Leonardo Leonardo. All our stuff is on leonardoleonardoband.com. Sign up for our Patreon, watch our videos, enjoy the music, all the fun stuff. Etc. And uh, of course, uh, you know, obviously follow the pod itself. Give us a little a comment and a, a review on iTunes yeah, if you yeah. can. It'll help us. And then, yeah, we are Goth and Sloth on all your social medias, uh, on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram and gothandsloth at gmail.com. If you want to email us with suggestions of other werewolf movies or just want to give us a comment, all that fun stuff, interact with the pod. Yeah. And what are we going to be talking about next episode? All right, so we are going back to the 80s in the next episode. Probably the second most prolific uh, 80s werewolf movie after, of course, American Werewolf in London. We're doing Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. So we're going from a dark, gritty soldier horror movie to a comedy werewolf movie. Yes, a teen wolf (laughs) movie. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. So yeah, if you want, watch the film and then we can uh, discuss it after our next episode comes out. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.